0: Welcome to the narrowing path, walking the spiritual walk. Thank you all for joining me again today. My name is Stephen Van Einstein. Thank you for coming along for this journey with me. Uh, October has been great. I really enjoyed the last couple of days, especially, and really looking forward to seeing what today brings us. This, of course, will be fresh to you, fresh to me, meaning that this will be the first time that I hear it or read it right here on this podcast with y'all. So you'll get my genuine response, reactions, observations what I relate to about the reading. So just love this, that opening line from yesterday's the, when a man aspires to know and realize truth, he gives attention to conduct, to self purification, just the, the desire to grow and understanding and action. Right. I think it's just been an incredible Incredible couple of days. I, I really enjoyed it. So here we go. This is going to be October 12th from James Allen's Daily Meditations. The object of meditation is divine enlightenment. While at first, excuse me, while at first, the time spent in actual meditation is short, perhaps only half an hour in the early morning. The knowledge gained in in that half hour of vivid aspiration and concentrated thought is embodied in practice during the whole day. In meditation, therefore, the entire life of a man is involved. He has advances in its practice. And as he advances in its practice, he becomes more and more fitted to perform the duties of life in the circumstances in which he may be placed. The principle of meditation is twofold, namely, one, purification of the heart by repetitive thought on pure things, and two, attainment of divine knowledge by embodying such purity in practical life. Man is a thought being, and his life and character are determined by the thoughts in which he habitually dwells. This is great. I love this because it, it really strengthens. It really does strengthen the understanding of what meditation can do for you and what meditation enables you to accomplish. And it ties it all together with why it's important to start your day with it, too, if possible. The time frames are pretty, to those probably practiced, more practiced than me in meditation. A half hour doesn't seem long. And I can do a half hour of meditation for sure. But to those of you listening, I can understand the uh, reservation of hearing 30 minutes. So, But let's go through this, right? Let's go through this line by line. So the opening line here, the object of meditation is divine enlightenment. Well, that's a that's a pretty good goal, right? Like that's a, that's where it takes us. When you have a, what did it say? Aspiration and concentration, you get meditation. So, and the the object of that is divine enlightenment to 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 discover, understand, and implement truth in our lives. Which I know seems like a large deal, but the reality is, it's not so much. In the sense that it's possible. I guess when I meant when I said it's a large deal, it means it's, it's, sometimes we look at these things or we I say things that sometimes even I go, that sounds like a big, that sounds like a tall order. That sounds like a big deal. And reality is, it's a significant change a lot of times in some of these things. But the, but, It's achievable, right? So, the object of meditation is divine enlightenment. Straightforward. Love that. While, at first, the time in actual meditation is short, perhaps only a half an hour in the early morning. So, that's, I will say, to me, that's not necessarily short. But, this you also have to kind of i've i have to remember this is a period of contemplation about God and the things that are god like right the principles the disciplines, the practices the virtues here right when you talk about God being love loving and how do we implement these things how do we act how do we do take the right actions according to this power greater than ourselves this uh all powerful force, whatever it might be named for you. So it's not just the quiet sitting in lotus or whatever the um, position is called, and the stereotypical meditation pose. Though that does count. Though that does that is significant. And that is important. But all the time, if you set aside time to think of how God. To to think of honesty about that, to think of love, to think of forgiveness, to think of kindness, and how to bring that into your daily lives, how to bring that into your decisions, right? It's a whole different thing. It includes a lot more stuff, too, than just that quiet... Zen moment, let's say. So, while at first the time spent in actual meditation is short, perhaps only half an hour in the early morning, the knowledge gained in that half hour of vivid aspiration and concentration, concentrated thought. Aspiration and concentration, there we go again, right? That's what meditation is. we we're told that like four days ago, I believe. A vivid aspiration and concentrated thought is embodied in practice through the whole day. So this is important. Okay. This is important because of how it affects you. This is important because of what it does for you. This is what people don't realize. When you take some time to meditate on these things and contemplate these things, it is not only helping you in that immediate moment. It's bringing bringing you to a place where you can make better decisions throughout your entire day, where you can conduct yourself in a more righteous way throughout your entire day. That's why. Well, let's read the next line. In meditation, therefore, the entire life of a man is involved. Taking the time in the morning is crucial because it centers you, It brings you to a place of peace. So you can make better logical, rational, virtuous decisions. You're not functioning from a place fueled by emotion and passion. You're coming from a place of sanity, some might say. It's a whole different thing. So meditation really does affect the entirety of your life because it affects the entirety of your day. It's a pretty powerful thing. In meditation, therefore, the entire life of a man is involved. And as he advances in its practice, he becomes more and more fitted to perform the duties of life in the circumstances in which they may be placed. So the more we meditate, the more we contemplate God, the more we contemplate righteousness and virtue, Christ like your mother nature, we can even say the creator, that source, that that power, society even. We become more fitted to perform the duties of life, the circumstances in which they may be placed, because we, we no longer need life to sh- be shaped to fit us. We allow life to be. and We just are able to engage with life differently. And that's found through this meditative meditation practice. It really is. And it's a, it's a beautiful and amazing thing. The principle of meditation is twofold, namely, first, purification of the heart by repetitive thought on pure things. So I was saying, that's what I was, uh, one of the perspectives I was taking. You, you have thoughts of, you have loving thoughts. You think about how to be loving. You think of how to be, to bring it into your decisions, into your thinking, or forgiving or of service or kind or honest, courageous. We contemplate these things and this is the more we think about those things and the more we think of the things that will be of service to a God of our understanding, that power greater than ourselves instead of what's of service to us. That is the purification of the heart. That is causing that inward change of soul and spirit, which then translates into mind, which then translates, I believe, into what the second one says. Point two. Second, attainment of divine knowledge by embodying such purity in practical life so living it out right because it's one thing to know it in your mind to understand a principle it's a very big it's very substantial difference from knowing it in your mind though to living it in your daily life actions conduct and thoughts so and you learn, and you understand, and you gain depth of knowledge through this too. So attainment of divine knowledge by embodying such purity in practical life. Extremely, extremely important. So we'll read them both again, just to kind of get to the end, we're, because we're getting towards the end of the reading here. One, purification of the heart by repetitive thought on pure things, and two, attainment of divine knowledge by embodying such purity in practical life. Purifying your heart which translates to purifying your thoughts and purifying your actions. And gaining that wisdom. Powerful, powerful stuff in this one today. Man is a thought being and his life and character are determined by the thoughts in which he habitually dwells. I was reading um, Above Life's Turmoils, I believe, by James Allen, too. And it was talking about this type of thing. Talking about how a lot of people have opinions and understandings or head beliefs. Things we think. Things we we might even want to truly believe, but we don't. What a man truly believes is what he holds in his heart. And that will manifest in his life. It will absolutely manifest in his life in many ways. So I love that. Man is a thought being and his life and character are determined by the thoughts in which he habitually dwells. So what's most commonly on your mind? That's what you most hold dearest to your heart. What you hold that guides and builds your character and life around you. Remember that. So, well, all right, there we go. That's the end of today's reading, October 12th, and a powerful one today, for sure. And a great summation. Some reasons of why we must meditate. Some reasons of what meditation brings us, its purposes and achievements. So, always a good reminder. And I'll be looking forward to tomorrow. So, Until next time. Thanks. (music) Thank <music> you.